Well, you're part of Secret Society Blanket. I'm a caterpillar. Ain't this just a great, yeah. great start to this? Oh, well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> hello, podcast listeners and anime fans. This is Torrin. And this is Secret Society member A. Yeah, and those who are not watching the video are confused at what's going on. Um, yes, I so, have a blanket on. So, uh, yeah, Andrew has become part of the Secret Society blanket. And uh, you might be able to hear rustling in my microphone because I am uh, a caterpillar. He's put on, he's put on a full body. Uh, what? What, am I, what it, sword? I can't. I can't think this morning. It's a sleeping bag. It's yes, a it's a mummy bag. mummy bag, more just like mummy style. And if you mm -hmm. watched the show, you and saw the magazine part where they talked about sleeping bags. This is the style that all of them use. And I yeah, I was amazed you had the exact style. Uh, well, I was a Boy Scout, so... Like, yeah, but I mean, like, the colors are the same, even. Uh, are two of them yes. are red. So the main two, yeah. uh, the main two characters have red. And then, I'm trying to remember the other two. I thought it was yellow and... Was the other one blue? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was yellow and blue. I don't know. Mine's blue for those who don't uh, are not watching the video. Um, I had a red <laughs> on one this too. Audio funny podcast. Enough. Yeah, uh, I had a red one too because I had I actually had a zero degree. This is the thirty degree. I'm gonna have my arm out because drink and stuff. Um, this is the zero uh, thirty degree. I had a zero degree that was red. But anyway, with all that aside, um, <laughs> this is all relevant because uh, this is all camping stuff and references to Yuru Camp, aka Laid Back Camp, which is what we're covering today. Um, I'm sorry for all the rustling in the microphone. At some point, this will probably end up halfway off and uh, not yes, make as because, much noise. Uh, because nobody can have their arms, and also uh, it, it will slowly get warmer. It will get... Over the course of this hour. It'll get very warm. Maybe, actually, maybe not so much because this one's so old that uh, I have not stored it properly. Ah. You can see it's all compressed. Anyway. Mm -hmm. With that aside, like I said, we're covering Yuru Camp. Uh, this should be a fun, relaxing little conversation today. There's not much to spoil in this, but there is a spoiler alert because, you know, whatever. Uh, start us off, won't you, uh, Andrew? How how do you what do you think of Yuru Camp? Uh, this is uh, just gorgeous views and food. I want to eat the anime. Uh, ten on ten. Ten. Still out hungry. Of 10. Wow. Okay. That is high praise. Um, well, all right, this should be interesting. Uh, for me, if you enjoy watching a relaxing slice of life about high school, high school girls enjoying their club activities, then this is the show for you. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, really? Yes. I mean, if this is on... I, I, don't, I yeah. had no idea what I was going to rate it. <laughs> I, I like it, the show. I've, I have some of the books. I think I showed that in a previous episode. Yeah, when, I think when we did the end of the year. You showed that you had them. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, yeah, pretty much no show for me is going to probably get past an 8 out of 10 unless it also delves into something super emotional. This is just mm -hmm. a super lighthearted show. So it's kind of like capped out as high as it can go without like making commentary or uh, okay. ha having something deep to it. With that being said, uh, for those who have not watched it in a while, uh, Rin Shima is enjoying her camping trip when the lost uh, Nadashiko Kagamira, I did not pronounce that right, whatever, I'm not Japanese, uh, but she Nadeshko. appears. Nadashiko uh, scared Nadeshko. to take the trip. What? Nadeshko. 
Nadeshko. There we go. I cannot pronounce anything once again. With Nadeshko scared to take the trip back home at night, she takes refuge with Rin. The two enjoy the night conversing. Uh, Nadeshko's sister picks her up after she remembers her sister's phone number. Due to the encounter, uh, she joins the outdoor activities club at school. She then later finds out that Rin and her are attending the same school. Uh, and in essence, the rest of it is her uh, going on camping trips with the outdoor activities group uh, and yep. them trying to get Rin to join. And eventually she does join. So doesn't join the club, though. Yes, she just joins in. Yeah, she just joins in. Uh, same with the uh, the other girl who um, refuses to join. Saito, I think. Yeah, because uh, according to her, she can't give up her um, going straight home club activities yeah. yet. Yeah, you can tell from her interactions that she's very lazy. Not just lazy. She just she just wants to uh, to hang out with uh, her dog. She's, yeah, and also she, apparently is rich. Really? I mean, I guess that makes sense because. Well, I'll... on a whim, she and her dad bought a $400 sleeping bag. Yeah, but the same, was it, uh, was it 400? It was, yeah, it was a lot. It was 450, uh, 4,500 yen. 45,000 yen, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 45, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 450-ish dollars. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, it makes me wonder, because for most of the kids in this, their parents are not like helping them at all with financials, maybe the no. food or whatever. Nadeshka's sister shows up like to like drive her places, but yeah. Uh, so part of me wonders if it's not so much that she's rich as much as her parents are like fully supportive of her doing something. And maybe that's part, of, she doesn't do anything. She lazies around with her like dog. You, but uh, I don't think my parents would have <laughs> bought me a $400 sleeping bag. I, I can't say anything. I was in Boy Scouts. Yeah. I, I went on like multi-hundred dollar trips, so yeah. My parents made me buy my own track shoes. Oh, wow, that uh, that sucks. Those are expensive. Mm -hmm. I had throwing mm -hmm. shoes; they're expensive. Yeah. So did I. With that being said, um, yeah. So Eurocamp, it's just a light-hearted. Uh, it's a light-hearted food show that has camping in it. I would say it's a lighthearted camping show that has a lot of good food in it. I, they're almost equal is the funny part. Like, they're straight yeah. up almost equal in this. Uh, I mean, other than, uh, like, them talking about camping all the time. But, like, they they talk equally. Them camping equally is the camping well, and the, the food. food. Yeah. Um, which, it's man, the food looks good. A lot of the food. I, I mean. I, I thought you were going to come at me with, like. So I stole a bunch of recipes. No, other than I am tempted to try to do hot pot today because <laughs> they do hot pot all the time and it looks delicious. It looks so good. But uh, now are you not gonna steal uh, Yamada girl's uh, hotu? Oh, that which I don't uh, know the I don't know what that is. Um, it it looked like hot pot to me. It's probably some yeah, regional variation of... Yeah, probably, with a certain type it, of seasoning. I'd have to look it up. But it had uh, noodles in it, so I'm guessing that's one of the differentiations. Is It almost seemed like it was a hot pot with noodles. Mm -hmm. So I could look it up, but uh, it it just looked good. I wasn't... Yeah. Uh, normally, I probably would look up like what makes it what it is, but uh, either way. But yeah, there was, uh, it's a lighthearted, fun show. You liked it. I liked it. Um, I have a feeling... 
a lot of this is going to be talking about the comedy and the camping aspect of it because the comedy in this is i'm trying to think the best way to explain it it's the type i feel like it's the type of comedy that you have with your close friends where it's it's little references little like characters and you make friend fun of your friends and call them a, a a happy dog as they run around like a maniac yeah. But it's not like insulting. It's just like jokey. Yeah, just which the... I don't see a lot in anime. You don't see a lot of like ragging on your friends. You don't. And on top of that, um you don't see such uh relo- or such consistency to it. Like a good example was yeah, the the whole thing of um uh Nadeshko's a dog that comes up multiple times. But then there's uh, her doing the country bumpkin grandma like right bit. <laughs> country grandma <laughs> that comes up multiple times. It's not like a one time. Aha! It'd be funny if she made this joke. Like it comes up multiple times. Um, yeah, cleverly. But she it's she's so much fun. Uh, we offhand commented on her sister already. You did. Um, yes. Is she available? <laughs> she I is... made the same con- notification. <laughs> Yeah, no, like Nadeshko's sister's cool. <laughs> She's too nice. She is too good for her. She is way too nice of a sister. Just on a and whim. Too, too nice to be single. Yeah, on a whim, her sister's like, "Hey, can you take me to this campground?" She's like, "Yeah, whatever." And they comment that she likes driving, but it's not just that she took her there. It's she took her there, went to hang out with her friends that she planned to do, and then just comes back and just camps out in the car. Because her yeah. sister's there and like needs to camp out in the yeah. car as well. The the effort that it takes to camp out in a car is a lot of mental energy. I've yeah. done it before. It's not pleasant, especially when you know it's like November. You know, it's right. you know forty degrees Fahrenheit out. Like during the day, I would imagine at night it probably got colder. Yeah, to, to, yeah. to camp out in a car is not comfortable, and especially when it's cold. And then, oh yeah, just the amount of times that she just randomly will drive her places. Um, in the uh, second season, she just like gets her job, like helps her find a job. It's mm-hmm. Like she's just too too good for her. Just just yeah, way too nice. Uh, and she's also just cool. So yeah, yeah. Totally wish I could uh find someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. We'd have to be cool to her. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> nope. That also involves realizing that there's a world outside of my office, and um, there isn't. I do want to talk about how interesting it is that doing a show like this or a story like this about camping is, uh, I'm sure, not super unique. This is probably one of the ones that did it the best slash most popular. But it's shocking that they decided to do it at, like, the cold season, like fall, winter. Right. It's a very interesting perspective. I don't, I didn't do much camping. I assume you did. And you apparently have a zero degree uh, sleeping bag. So uh, is, is winter camping very common? Uh, I would say no. Uh, If they're, so people who are, which they kind of show here, people who are fairly, I don't know. I want to use the term diehard, but uh, people who camp a lot as their hobby. Um, winter camping is not a problem at all. They do mention in here that it is a huge overhead. The amount of equipment and expense to camp like in the winter during, say, the summer 
is ridiculous. Like I've gone camping in the summer where you don't have a tent. Like you literally get in your sleeping bag and you roll yourself up like a burrito in a tarp. And that is yes. how you camp. Um, you just use the tarp to stop the, the dew, you know, that drops when the temperature drops from getting like all over your sleeping bag and getting you wet. Gotcha. That's it. <laughs> like, but in the winter you do that, you're dead. Like, yeah. I mean, I did well, find minimum, it. Minimum you can't sleep because it's too cold and you have to stay yeah. awake all day. Yeah. I did a lot of camping, uh, personally in the winter, like as part of Boy Scouts and people who camp a lot, you do, uh, polar bear camps. So you actually go out, you know, and camp in the snow in the middle of winter. Um, they're interesting. You do spend most of your time just in your tent bundled up, uh, <laughs> or in front of a fire bundled up. Um, yeah. I'd say overall it's not that popular. So I did find it interesting that they put a spotlight on it. And I think maybe that's partly why this one was so successful is because it also showed a side of camping that a lot of people probably don't know um, and allowed them to play on that a bit, uh, as well as just obviously the beautiful scenery that you can animate. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody has had an interview with the author and... Uh, he said, like, yeah, I wanted to just draw scenery, but that wasn't financially viable. So I made a, a manga and it, from the images in the manga, he should just draw scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the um, I'm assuming that a lot of the animated like scenery was the, just relevant. All of the animated scenery that you see that I could tell is shot for shot from the manga that he's done. Yeah. And they just colored it. Oh, it was so nice. Like the just the various uh, scenic locations that they end up at, where they're looking out over, whether it be Mount Fuji and a lake, or looking out over a city um, at night. Yeah, they were all gorgeous scenes. Um, and it almost did seem like this was a vehicle for that. Uh, mm -hmm. And it also was the part that, when I was watching it, I actually was slightly sad. Cause I feel like a hobby like camping is dying like just in general right now because I mean, I haven't, I, mean, yeah, I haven't gone in like a decade. <laughs> I mean, that might be a relation to our hobbies of not leaving the house. <laughs> it it, it but, possibly is. Uh, but also like it, you kind of have to go with people. I think you, I, I don't know about you. I'm not really the idea. I couldn't go solo camping. You're not a Rin. You're no. not a solo camper. No, uh, you have to convince me super hard to go solo camping. Yeah. It's, and provide all of the equipment. Oh, man, the expense when you don't have all the equipment. Like, nowadays, I don't have most of my equipment. Uh, I'd have to buy so much to, to properly go back out, especially for winter camping. In, yeah, in midwinter, it snowed recently. And... Yeah, it's freaking, uh, it's snowing in March. Oh, it's probably going to snow in April. It's done it most years, at least once. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, but I think part of it is our connected society too, is I feel like a lot of people nowadays feel like they can't step away from electronics enough to do mm -hmm. something like camping. Um, they want to know what's that new YouTube video that came up or, you know, the next big thing or the next TikToker. And you can do some of that while camping. You could sit there on your phone. It kind of defeats the purpose of bunch. And I think people realize that. And yeah. And then your phone dies because there's no electricity out there maybe 
uh, they would just go to their car and idle their car, yeah. ruining the environment to charge up their phone that little bit extra. Yeah. Right. Or just portable power banks or whatever. But yeah, it it just saddened me a little bit because I feel like that hobby, I don't think it a hobby's dead, but I'm sure it has uh, retracted a bit uh, mm -hmm. and not as big as it was. Um, I also grew up in the country though, so I probably, it was a bigger thing for us, I'm sure, than uh, people who grew up in the city. So, yeah. I mean, I have friends who were the type who go camping, but they were also on Boy Scouts. As someone who camped a lot, I was a little confused about, first off, um, you said you didn't really camp at all. Do you do camping like at all at all? I don't, I've gone camping once. Uh, it was after I was maybe, after I was maybe 20 and uh, it rained for five days straight while we were there. Oh, yeah. Rain and camping is um, not a fun combination. I'd rather, I'd rather do winter camping than camping. Rain. I think I would too. Yeah. Uh, Considering it was not pleasant. Yeah, so one of the first things that we see Rin, uh, almost right away, we see Rin talking about is um, that she's hesitant to make a fire. Like, she says they're a hassle. I will say there's... And it smells like smoke and it like gets in your face and it dries out your face. I'm like, those are all the things I like about having a fire. Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, I'll give her a couple of them. I, I used to have one of my, um, uh, like, track and field sweaters from back when I was in track and field. I used to have one of those that actually did have a perfectly circle hole. I think it was on my left shoulder blade. Like there was a perfect circle hole in it. That was from a campfire. It had oh. burned a hole in it. <laughs> Do you know the amount of people that thought I like put out a cigarette on my sweater? Because it was that perfect size and perfect oh, circular man. hole. Um, but she complained about it putting holes in your clothing i was like okay i'll give you that that's the only time i've ever had a hole in a piece of clothing due to a fire was that one piece of clothing with that one hole but i was like okay i'll give you that they can uh put holes in things never had i mean i've done a bunch of bonfires but i've never had a hole in my clothes yeah it's so rare uh so when i i mean I, i'll give it to her it happens but it is rare but yeah when she talks about uh the smoke uh smell and then uh the um, sister, Brenda uh, Nadeshko, uh, mentions that she smells like smoke when she's driving her home. I'm like, yeah. that, I love that smell. Campfire smoke, to be particular. Yeah, campfire smoke. Like, obviously, smoke. cigarette smoke is not, yeah. for me, pleasant. Now, there's there's lots of different smells for smoke, depending on the combustible. But campfire smoke, in particular, I love the smell of. So things smelling like it, I have no issue with. So I was kind of sitting here like, yeah, she's complaining about fires and she didn't complain about any of the things that i actually think are a hassle like maintaining them and like sitting there keep constantly keeping them fueled um like trying to uh move stuff around shuffle. like the actual main maintaining of a fire i find tricky mm -hmm. or like the annoyance of going and getting camp or uh going and getting wood or whatever mm -hmm. but yeah all the stuff she mentioned i have no issues with so it's kind of like okay it's a little interesting but mm -hmm. um all right. When she was out, I believe it said that it was, if I remember right, five Celsius, which is like 41 degrees. Yeah. And I'm and the whole time there's like notes to the, oh, it's real cold. And like, it'll cut to a, 
a, a sign that says nine C, and I'm like, you you guys haven't had winter. It's it's not even freezing. It's like, not even zero, like zero C. I don't know what it is. I don't know what zero is in uh, Celsius, but what's zero Fahrenheit? That's where I suspect cold to start. You you talk about zero Fahrenheit? What you expect? zero Fahrenheit in Celsius? Um, I don't remember. It's got to be around like negative sixteen or something like that. It's got to be somewhere close to that. Um, that is pretty cool. But no, yeah, when they were showing that, I'm like, this has to be an example of, like, what is cold or hot to you is irrelevant to someone else because, you're, like, your region and what you're used to dictates it. Mm-hmm. And humidity. Humidity plays a huge part. That's one of the reasons that I will never argue against a summer in Japan. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it gets bad here. Nightmarishly humid. They're so humid over there. It's like, I, I don't care. I know over here it gets over 100. It might not in Japan, but they have so much humidity. You win. Yours are worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it must be something, it must be similar to that, where for them that must be just really cold. Like, it just must be what not, they must be used to that being there cold. But yeah, here I'm going, it's not below freezing. That's not cold. Yeah. It might be chilly. Yeah, it's I can still, I can still. I wouldn't camp in shorts, but I could walk outside for an hour or something in shorts get at 40. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't, but I could pretty easily. I used to be a, a shorts almost year-round person. Nowadays, I, I can't. But. Yeah, I could go out. And when I was in uh, high school, I could go out and shovel snow in shorts. But oh, yeah. I, I'm not. Uh... In high school, I easily could. Um, ever since I had uh, put on the weight and then lost the weight, no, that would... That would not fly. I would be yeah. way too cold. Um, but equipment. That padding. Yeah. Uh, and being used to having all that extra padding. Uh, that uh, equipment plays a large part in that, which is why I did find it interesting to see what they uh, decided to do for equipment. Like, it shocked me that it took them till what, their second trip um, for them to introduce the idea of a ground pad or, like, even ground tarps. Yeah, you're just sleeping on dirt and rocks. It's like, okay. Almost directly. But they, they're sitting there talking about, um, oh, like we need to get a, a ground tarp, ground sheet, ground, they call them different things, uh, but something to put under your tent. And they're sitting there like, oh, yeah, it was a pain to clean the bottom of the tent because, like, we didn't have mm-hmm. that. And I'm going, I remember one of the big reasons for it is to also act as a thermal barrier. Like it's another layer between the ground and you, and yeah, just, in midwinter. Yeah, and they just for them they just didn't even talk about that at all. No, they later talk about it when they're talking about the ground pads to lay on. But I think that might have been in season two. I don't remember. It might have been in season two that they mentioned that. No, they they went to a caribou and bought like real cheap uh, sleeping pads, and then that's right. Okay, yeah, that was oh that was before the um, the final trip, wasn't it? Yeah, the Christmas camp. Yeah, before the Christmas trip. Uh, no, that also, man, it took me back to Boy Scouts so much. Like, we had, between all of us, we had, like, every version they were talking about. Like, I've had the the super cheap, like, almost like packing foam style, which is even cheaper than the ones they bought. The ones they bought were, like, <laughs> the, uh, the foiled, uh, like, cheap foam ones. I had one that was, like, straight up, like, a packing foam. Like, it's that <laughs> cheap. Like, a few bucks. 
um so we had people who had these like inflatable ones that uh you like unroll and you literally just twist the valve and it sucks the air into it like it inflates itself it's like oh man they're so nice and yeah that's the ones they were talking about they're like yeah they're the best of every every world they cost an arm and a leg (laughs) but man are they good uh and nowadays you have people who just take like the um blow up mattresses yeah people who just buy tents that like fit like a queen-sized blow-up mattress that's too much i mean i gotta give them props like other than the power to inflate it which i think you could probably get battery-powered inflators i'm sure um like that it would be like pretty compact and you know kind of smart um does make me wonder if they should do a season of this where they do a back a backpacking trip Hmm. I think that would just probably be a different uh, manga slash anime. It could be, but I almost think it would be an interesting um, hiking camp. But it would be an interesting, I think, twist for another season to mm-hmm. to add a bit more uniqueness to it. Is like they end up planning a backpacking trip. I think the only person who would be ready for it is a uh, you know uh, Nadishko because uh, she can apparently <laughs> energy. Hike. Yeah, she could hike up like a Steve, you know. Uh, steep road with a backpack full of gear. Yeah, uh, I don't think um, Aki could uh, survive a hiking trip. Probably not. She probably couldn't at all. And then you'd have the people who just wouldn't want to go on it. Because um, uh, what was uh, Anna? Anna Saitu? Yeah. Like she just wouldn't, yes. wouldn't do it. Right. I think. Like no, no, that's too much work. And somebody would, uh, the Chihuahua would not uh, want to deal with it. Yeah, she would totally just be the one to drive up there and be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay, another thing. Uh, those of you who maybe know more about Japan and can let me know, um, is everyone crazy in Japan and just drives around motorcycles and mopeds in the middle of winter? Cause, oh, uh, my God. The amount of people that were doing it, not even just... Uh, uh yeah rin and her grandpa yeah rin her grandpa but we even see other people um uh the friend uh, i can't think of her name actually now uh but the friend oh. of Nadishko, uh when they yeah. when she's visiting that uh that area that might have been in season two but she's was. she's driving one like a moped in the middle of winter it's like is this just a thing everyone complains yeah. about how cold it is and then just drives yeah. a moped around What's the deal? Let me know. Is this common? Over here, I don't know anyone who drives like a motorcycle or moped. Or even... Yeah. Oh, the, the people I do who I know who have motorcycles are like, as soon as it hits like seven, 60 or 70, they're out there on the motorcycle. But like anything below that, they're like, no way. Yeah. Which you do see um, that wonderful trend of like people will uh, put it away quicker in fall than people will like they'll bring it out earlier in spring and i think it's that like what you're used to like you get so used right, to the yeah. cold in winter that you know it hits 50s and you're like yeah it's super warm out and it's like you were bundling up raring to go i haven't had the motorcycle out for three months yeah five months something like that you were bundling up when it got below 60 last time or in fall yep. uh no it's just i thought it was crazy that they're sitting there talking about how like die hard they are camping when it's this cold and it's like 
riding a bike is more diehard than the camping part. Like you are literally creating wind to cold, like chill yourself versus, you know, just being in the cold. Yeah. I, I didn't understand it. It's just like, that's just crazy. That's absolutely insane. Um, I did find it interesting when they were talking about the different types of tents. Uh, the tent that Rin has, I, in Boy Scouts, used to use that style all the time, the A-frame style. Mm-hmm. Ours didn't have the cool little, um, I forget what they're called, wind block that, like, sticks out the front. It has that, like, piece on the rain guard that, like, sticks out. Yeah. Uh, but that style, when she was, like, sitting there trying to put up that style, I was like, oh, so many memories of, like, hurting myself. Like, the band... <laughs> because you would have a a rubber like the if you have the plastic piece that the rods go in one on each side that creates the a and typically that plastic piece is attached to the tent through an elastic band and that elastic band you pull up and around the plastic piece and that's what like tensions the tent the amount of times that that would just be so tight that you'd be sitting there like trying to force it around it and like jamming your knuckles into that plastic piece uh it was, it was so many times of hurting myself. Um, almost had PTSD at times when I was looking at that tent. Uh, <laughs> it, Thanks. They're nice tents, though. Uh, let's step back a bit from the show itself. How good is that uh, OP? That oh, opening it's piece? Both of them. Both of them are so good. Man, the, it's... It's so well done. I feel like it gets the feel of the show pretty well as far as animation and all that. And then the song uh, fits the feel pretty well. The thing that I find so interesting about it is when I listen to the season one intro, I get some like Jackson 5 ABCs feels. Mm, that, I could say that. Just that the beat and the um, the rhythm behind it especially at the very end. It has that feel to it with the guitar rhythm and everything, uh, piano. I really give that vibes, which mm-hmm. really has that fun, upbeat feel to it. I, I love it so much. It's so good. And on top of that, the cold open that we get as well in this show, um, at the very beginning where it's showing, uh, like pointing at the fire and you hear the, girls talking and just like enjoying their camping and talking back and forth. Um, and then it shoots up and like looks at the camera, looks at each of the girls one by one and they react to the camera as if it's like a friend just looking at them, yeah. which is really cool. You get a feel for each of their personalities by like the way they smile at the camera or whatever. And it's like, okay, this is an interesting idea that it's almost like you're a person who's in this group. And then when they're like, yeah, let's take a group photo and the disco just picks up the camera as if it's a camera sitting there. And they like, you know, they took it from you. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's such a fun feel for a cold open for a show. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really sets the tone kind of for the feel of everything. And you get, like I said, an idea of each of the characters. And then it's fun as you're watching the show. Like when she's running past uh, uh, the two that were originally in the group, like you're like, you already know that, oh, those two are, you know, the two that she's going to eventually end up camping with or whatever. So it's kind of fun 
uh, as you're watching the show to kind of pick up on the different characters. Um, so just really good setup. Yeah, good intro design. We kind of talked about the comedy a bit already, but man, is the comedy in this ridiculous. Uh, one of the first ones we hear, like fun jokes, is when Rin was cutting up the firewood and she's like, I'll turn you into rust on my blade. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the... the the weird things you you think about like and maybe say out loud to yourself by yourself and yeah. don't want anyone to know like <laughs> talking yeah. to the wood it's like just talking to the the firewood before you chop it up um in in the same vein the little talking um other things the 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 pine cones that say hello yeah like the yeah the pine cones that say hello and there's multiple things that they have, uh, yeah, like talking and responding, and they're always, they're well done. It's, yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's. I just love how they um they don't overdo it either. Like you you kind of get to that point where you forget that it's even a ploy in yeah, the show. Yeah, they'll they'll go they'll go a couple of episodes without touching it for a bit, and then something yeah. something will do it. Um, obviously the whole uh, uh secret society blanket that was a good one. Uh, just yeah. out of nowhere. And then they, I think, what, do that three times? She initially yeah. does it, then she gets written in on it, and then at the end they get the the whole group in on it. And it's like, oh, right. it's growing, um, which is great. So I want to think about that for a second, though. As far as I know, Nadeshko provided all the blankets. It's like she, in essence, bought each one of them their blanket. She complains about money all the time. <laughs> the problem of spending all your money on your friends, I guess. Alternatively, people had their own blankets, and just she just convinced everybody to, like, here's, well, here's how you wrap the blanket around yourself. Well, we know that she bought Rins, if I remember right, um, or brought it. I guess she could be just be bringing them from home, maybe, and not like buying them for them to keep. Maybe yeah. she's just bringing them from home. But yeah, it's just like. Uh, it's kind I mean, of uh, as country grandma Nazeshko, uh she probably knows how to sew or like her, her her grandmother is makes blankets or something she just has a bunch of them yeah it's possible with that uh the other one i found hilarious for comedy was this idea of what i'm assuming was a bear bear chan like they had that drawing on the in the club room and then later, yeah, just the bear drawn on the. It's like holding. Everybody is sticks. like, <laughs> right? Um, but Nobody like, knows what it is. Yeah, but later they're when they're talking about the different uh, sleeping bags, and they mentioned the which I'd actually didn't even knew existed before this. The like humanoid shaped ones that like have mm -hmm. legs or whatever, and they talk about the whole moon uh, landing astronaut. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the astronaut. Yeah, the astronaut thing, and then the flags, the bear chan like image to like just oh it's a nice little nice little light-hearted humor um the other great one is when uh rin is exploring the one campsite and uh stumbles across the two dogs and first off i find it hilarious that like pretty much every dog in here is a shibu like there's a few others that's the stereotype yeah. in japan if you're gonna have a in anime all the dogs are shibu. yeah they they did break apart from it the chihuahua well with that being said her chihuahua looks like a shibu it does 
It, it, I think it's just a Shibu and they're saying it's a Chihuahua. Maybe that's a translation issue. That would be interesting. No, because I think she says Chihuahua. Yeah, and the, the name looks uh, as a play on it too, as far as I know. Anyway, yeah. But she she finds the two dogs and then they uh, they run at her to because they're excited and the first mm-hmm. one hits the end of the leash and she's like, ha ha. The second one then just <laughs> gut checks her. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> Such a good setup, and then, like, uh, set up and yeah. twist. It's like, oh, they're gonna end at the, you know, dead end their leash. You even think it when they're running at her. You're like, oh, she's not moving. They're gonna dead end the leash. The first one does. Second one just gut checks her. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, nice. I've um, been eaten by dogs. <laughs> that's that was the other thing oh. that I found fascinating is the way they did like messaging. Like, yes. It's a large part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bring that up because all of the messaging feels like the type of messaging you'd send to your friends, and it 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 maintains the the humor of the show. Yeah, and it gives you a lot about the characters themselves. Like you, they really don't delve into any sort of character development, any sort of uh, real progress for the most part. Uh, it's very lighthearted, but you, even that, even though they don't, you get so much about the character, uh, the type of characters these play, uh, characters are because of the texting and all that. We're getting constant interaction with characters that are not part of the moment because we get to see the interaction that they're having. So Rin might be a solo camper, but while she's out there, she's constantly shooting pictures or comments to friends. And that means we get like Ina constantly involved in episodes, even though she might not physically be there. So we right. learn a lot about her despite the fact she's not a and real her sense big, of humor. Yeah. Despite the fact she's not a real big part until episode 11. Like she's a side character, she, but she's practically a main character because of all the texts. Y- and yeah, and you can tell her personality of being somebody who not starts things, but like pushes people. Oh yeah, she she um definitely gets in people's uh like she she gets in people's she, business. Yes, like, very much so. Um, she's very nosy. She just doesn't want to really be involved. Yeah, she doesn't want to do anything personally, but she will get other people to do stuff, and that. That first uh, interaction is a great example of that, where she's like, hey, where are you camping at? Oh, I'm at this campsite. And then she just shoots a text to uh, uh, Nadeshko. Yeah, Nadeshko. It's like, oh, by the way, I think she's camping here right now. And like, she doesn't have to say anything about, like, hey, Ren's at this campsite. And she knows that she's then going to run there to join her. Yeah. Their club room, I swear to God, is a closet. And they kind of it say really that is, it is. Yeah. It's like it's it's for first off, if your club room is that small, why do they have all those bookshelves? And why don't they stack them? I assume they're attached to the wall. It must be. They're like waist height bookshelves along the entire wall. Uh and it's like, I don't know, man. I I yeah. That what that room's probably six feet wide, maybe. 
yeah yeah that sounds about right like maybe 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 five uh try to think those bookshelves maybe are like 22 inches deep or something like that 30 inches deep at most so yeah that thing's got to be like five to six feet wide it's tiny it's super tiny and it's it's fascinating when you uh, see them like sitting down on the floor and they're like uh, knee to like knee wall and bookshelf. Yeah, it's like back back against the wall and like toes touching the bookshelf as you're uh, practically in the fetal position. Um, yeah, yeah, and it it is great how they even make that joke of like, oh, does it really matter that we have a small club room where the outdoor activities club like we do everything outdoors. And then they're just, out. and then they immediately start complaining about the, the the size of the club. Yeah, it's like, oh uh, yeah. Um, I did find it hilarious how they even continue the ploy of, like, she chooses a random number of like, oh, if we have four members, we can totally get a bigger like club room. And it's like she just pulls this number out of her butt. But they they constantly throughout the joke make like, oh, we just need one more member. And it's like, till what you go to the staff office and they tell you no there's no rooms available well so this could just be uh conjecture from me watching a lot of anime it is always like oh we're gonna lose our club unless we have four total members and we only have three so they get the new kid to join yeah a big part of that i think is um from that trope that i've seen it's usually that you need so many to officially be a club but right they do in here seem to be an official club like the staff they have a uh, staff that member could that they've talked go along to. with it being like a country-ish town rather than like a city okay maybe like it's not this isn't tokyo true maybe they just kind of let them do whatever it's like yeah sure you're a club what, what? yeah um but yeah it's it's just hilarious that they keep going along with that idea. And it's even funnier when they just need one more technically because they think they need four, they have three. And the two yeah. people who totally would fit with the club are both like, no. Like the one's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one's I don't want to deal with other people on a consistent basis. And the other one's like, I'm too lazy. Yeah. It's like, I want to go home and just lazy around and play with my dog. Um, oh, man, that that dog is does have quite a personality. Um, yes. Uh, I did find... Immediately hides under uh, Chuggy Sensei. Yeah, well, you know, it's under the blanket. Yeah. Gotta bundle up nice and warm under the blanket. Uh, the freaking tent that she buys her dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, she buys her dog like a $100 tent or something. It was a $100 tent. <laughs> I th did that technically does that one technically get into season two i'm trying to remember yes. yeah but it's either way like once again just, you can't really it was just anything. for the picture as well yeah <laughs> it's not a good tent to like the dog isn't gonna stay in the tent at night no because it can't because it, it would straight up die like chihuahuas can't be in that cold of weather for an extended yeah. period of time um but yeah the fact that it's like this tent is uh, Rin's even like this tent is better than most like human tents like cheap human tents mm -hmm. like it's just built way better now part of that's obviously size quality yeah blah 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 um but then the fact that yeah her response back is don't you want to see him in this tent it's like oh, my face betrays me <laughs> it's, yeah it's like yeah 
<laughs> just for a picture. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure she's that tent so small. She'll probably just have it set up in her room all the time for him to hang out yeah. or whatever. But uh, dog people. It's like I've I've liked some of my pets in the past. I still don't understand people who uh, do that. Like buy a hundred dollar tent for their dog just because. Like randomly. You also didn't grow up rich, so. Yeah, I I do wish I knew. Like that that purchase to me is more of a, like she must be rich, but she has a job, if I remember right. Like she yeah she bought that with the temp job money. Mm. It's like she actually bought that with money she earned, um, versus like the sleeping bag or whatever. But um, I guess if your hobbies are sleeping and playing with your dog, you don't really have a lot of other expenses yeah she probably doesn't so, have a lot of overhead uh so i guess if you want to spend your money on your dog and whatever camping supplies you get roped into that to... that, ex that is another example of uh the control they have over the humor of this is multiple times she had mentioned oh i'm thinking about buying a tent with my my money for my job and everyone's yeah. just like oh you know she she wants to buy a tank now she's into camping and then it turns out it's a dog tent. And you're just sitting there going, we should have known. We we should. Why did we think she was going to buy an actual tent? It's like, oh, I thought you wanted a tent for camping. What are you going to do now? It's like, just use your guys' tent. Like, right. Sleep with you guys. Um. Oh, man. Uh Oh, the other. Uh, we've we've kind of gotten into a bit of hit picks when we get into the comedy because this comedy is so good. It, you hit hit picks when you said food in like the first five minutes yeah because i wrote god i'm hungry three times on my notes <laughs> yeah it looks so good uh i laughed my butt off um when they were trying to figure out how to use a summer sleeping bag in winter and their, their, their solution is just wrapped up into a box and then the cardboard and just like i'm gonna ship them yeah the solution to using a summer sleeping bag in winter is to get in a summer sleeping bag and then have your buddies wrap you up to ship you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, let's wrap aluminum foil around them. Nah, I don't think it really made a difference. Oh, let's put bubble wrap around them because it says that an air barrier is good for insulation. Oh, yeah, yeah that worked really well. That's the thing is they get to this point. It's like, oh, we solved it. Like, this is working great. And then out of nowhere... Well, what if we throw cardboard on top <laughs> and they just freaking pack her up in a, in a couple boxes? It's like, yeah. And Nadeshko's sprinting back to the school to bring it back. Yeah. Another example of them being like, she's a dog. Because yeah, every time it's like, maybe Fetch. this would help. Ah, and she runs off to like try to find whatever the item is. And su surprisingly, all of those things were available. I, that's With that being said, when they... Whenever she came back, she explained where she found it, and they mm -hmm. all made sense. Because, like, when they sit there and they're like, oh, aluminum foil, my brain started going, where's she going to get glove. aluminum foil in a school? Like, you know, maybe the uh, cafeteria, but most cafeterias aren't going to use aluminum foil. Um, a lot of them uh, use, like, you know, containers with lids and whatever. But anyway, so you're like, okay, maybe the cafeteria. And then she comes back, oh, the science club let me borrow it. And then I'm like, I should have known that. We used aluminum foil all the time in science class. And then, mm -hmm. like, goes to get the bubble wrap. Yeah, the people in the office, like, let me have some. Of course. And then the boxes. Uh, I actually forget where she said she got the boxes. But, 
Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't write that down. That one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I mean, boxes are easier than. Yeah. I would say bubble wrap. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, and on top of that, if the office has bubble wrap, it probably have boxes because they're potentially shipping. Point stuff. out that the entire time that Nish goes out finding these things, Aki's just laying on the bench. <laughs> you would think freezing to death. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. Oh, the, actually, we forgot to mention the first step, which was the whole, uh, I'm cold from the shoulders up. So it's like they put the hat and the, the scarf and all that on her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. So, so hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'd put down the talking pine cones as a great net. Oh, uh, the other one I found hilarious was in there like, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a tent with a heater built in? And first off, <laughs> first off, my response was, that exists. But yeah. it, anyway... Um, yeah. and then they're sitting there like step. Oh yeah. It'd be great if I had a heater and the heater was here and it was like this type of heater. And then we put a solid roof on it. And then by the end, they're like, that's just a Kotatsu. <laughs> it's like, Oh, so you're just going to have a Kotatsu as a tent. Yeah. I'm not going to argue against this. I would totally yeah. buy one. Um, man, that's, that's the weak <clears throat> part of me coming out that like, it's like, I want to yeah. try one. I want to try Kotatsu. It just I, I appreciate it more as the like the slapsticky kind of humor to that of yeah. like uh what is that the two man somebody tells a joke and then somebody else goes, uh, but it's the that's just this. Yeah. I I don't know the name for it, but yeah. It's, it's so well done. So well done. Oh, one of the things I found interesting, and I don't know if this is me. Just I haven't watched a show in a while that had driving in it, but I actually had a moment of like, oh duh, um, when her sister picks her up in like the first episode, and the sister leans out the right side of the car. It like stopped me for a second. And I'm like, wait. Yeah, the the driving on the other side of the. Yeah, they're one of the like four major countries that drive on yeah the uh, the left side of the road. I was like, oh, I always forget this. I. It made me stop for a moment and be like, okay, so have I just not watched an anime in a while that had driving that you saw which side they were on? Or is there a lot of anime that just animates it the other way? I don't know. I don't know. It kind of threw me off, but it made me stop for a second and be like, oh, yeah, they drive on the other side of the road. Um, that was great, though, when the sister shows up and, like, they don't show her hitting uh, Nadishko. But like they show the the big bump on the head and her being like, uh, it hurts. And then just well, like I mean she throw throws her into the car and like yeah. kicks her in. <laughs> Once again, love the sister. She's yeah. aw she's awesome. Um uh -huh. the freaking response she has when uh to the food. Like when uh uh Iko or whatever makes the food and uh she's like oh, she's angry, like thinking that maybe she realized that she doesn't actually know how to cook that dish or whatever, mm -hmm. or like like she's faking it. And no, she's just so obsessed with how good the food is that she looks pissed off. <laughs> it's like, give me the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, she's she's waifu. This is just waifu. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of her family is just the dish show. <laughs> yeah. When did did they they comment it somewhere? Once again, I'm having a hard time remembering if this is season one or season two. They commented somewhere that the dad is why she is the way she is. I think it was in season two. 
uh, where like the dad's obsessed with food, and then like that's mm. how she became obsessed with food. I think it was in season two because they mentioned um, in season two why she, uh, like why she is the way she is with food and how she has so much energy. Where it's like, yeah, she she when she was younger was fat uh, or chubby. Yeah, um, that was season two. Yeah, until the sister literally made her ride her bike like laps around a giant lake nonstop to lose weight. Mm. <laughs> it was like, okay. Once again, love the sister even more now. To be like, okay, you're you know. some tough love. Yeah. <laughs> you lose some weight. Um, but she just uh, likes to drive. The, so yeah, <laughs> along with the driving, um, the, in the season two, well, the the professor or the the advisor um, is driving them like all in the car, and they're like a real dramatic shots of like driving around a mountain, but all the speed is at like thirty. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't real, even pick pick up on that, huh? Yeah, this is like real dramatic, like acceleration and stuff. But nah, speed limits like thirty five. Yeah, and with how much turning she would have been doing, you're not going to get up to speed anyway. Like it's and giant. you don't want to. Yeah, Ma- mountaintop dr- or, or hill uh, mountain driving is terrifying. Uh, yeah. Uh, Back to Boy Scouts for a second. Um, one of the craziest memories I have with driving is uh, when we were going whitewater rafting down in like New River. Shout out to people who uh, know about New River and all that. Um, you have to go down into the canyon, like to where the river is at, uh, for your actual like you know to get on the river to do whitewater. So a lot of people you're going down there in like groups. So you're taking buses. So the path down there has this one, uh, in essence, one eighty like a turnaround and you barely so the buses barely fit down this road to begin with you've got maybe a foot on each side of the bus for the trees when you go to do this turnaround it does open up a bit but most of the buses like you're sitting there waiting for the buses because they come down and they have to like do a, a three-point turn kind of like they have to you know start the turn back up and then like swing around this 180 turn because it's so tight both cool. the times we went down there um, we had the same bus driver, uh, shout out to that guy. I doubt you'll see this, but, uh, he was awesome. Um, every time freaking we'd be going down there, you're like sitting here. Oh man, this is a tight, like very tight. There's like no room going down this path. Like you're seeing these buses, like trying to, uh, Austin powers their way around this turn. And I remember the second time we went down, we already knew this, but like, you're seeing them in like, these guys are stupid. Like whatever gets to our turn. Dude just whips around this turn, like just picks up speed, just oh one turn, whips the bus around and does this 180 um, to, uh, to go down and like zag the other way. Terrifying. Like, yeah. there's no room on either side of this thing. And the dude just like powers his way down and whips it around. It's like, oh my God. Uh, it's like, how the heck we never ended up in the trees or something? I don't know. That guy is just, he was a pro. He was probably doing this every day for. You know the entire summer or whatever but right yeah yeah it was worked just, his way up to that yeah it was just hilarious to watch every time and it's like that same thing of like it's terrifying like that first time we went on that trip it's terrifying because you're seeing like how sharp a turn this is for like you know a giant bus to to make it through there and he's just like nope it's just like freaking with the sister just drifting around around turns um no i love i i loved the comedy and the feel of this whole show it's so relaxing 
and uh it almost is uh in that category of slice of life where you know there's there's no plot or anything the ayashikes or whatever that we've been talking about but mm-hmm. it's not because it's it still seems active in what it's doing like the way the comedy lays in and everything it's not just a super relaxing like it it keeps you laughing it keeps you um i'm pretty sure yeah that i i still put it in that category yeah Uh probably technically still falls in it but to me it's not uh like i'm sitting there smiling but to me it's not a relaxed smiling it's more of a, a a laughter because it just keeps you engaged and keeps the humor coming at you um either way i i absolutely love it um I did have a couple nitpicks that are not a huge deal. I don't know if you had any. Probably not. Uh, no. Let me check because I wrote down a bunch of hits. Um, oh, one of the things I was going to mention was um, I appreciate that in the earlier episodes we've got a perspective of <clears throat> Rin doing her solo camping thing and from her personality she's a very quiet person and like you see that later episodes when she's like eating by herself and enjoying it silently um but she enjoys the camping silently but then you go over to the uh the outdoors camp uh camping trip and it is loud and boisterous and the obviously the 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 music changes between those two yeah, I do appreciate the fact that during that big trip, she's still, she's still herself, which I do appreciate that they don't try to make her super social or anything in that social gathering. She mm-hmm. still is kind of silent to herself, but enjoying the company. Uh, so I did appreciate it. it. Didn't seem like they were trying to push her character into what she's not, uh, right? Which was nice. And I appreciate that they did teach actual camping tips like in the the side stuff of like oh here's how you set up a fire and um you should use these tools to avoid uh whatever or uh don't put your tea directly on a fire because it'll burn the it'll ash the okay that one that one though i I think this is a Japanese thing. It's uh, probably again. a Japanese thing. It's like with us, I would have my camping pots and like camping gear. It's like, what do I care if the bottom turns black? It's just an aesthetic thing. Like it's just, it's been uh, 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 sooted, but it functionally yeah. is not different. It like, and even then you can actually clean it. It's a pain. You have to use specialized equipment or whatever, but whatever. It's my I'm camping sure pot. They, I'm pretty sure they, from the camping club's water pot, they took that from like something else, and it's just not dedicated for that uh, until but, it was because they said it. Yeah, but I think it's a Japanese thing where they care so much more about what they own and their equipment than, like, say, Western culture. Like, it seems like they they care a lot more for what they have. Um, mm-hmm. It must be a Japanese thing where they're like, "Yeah, don't don't put the stuff on the fire because it'll be sooted." and you know turn black but for me i'm like i have a dedicated cooking pot for camping like back when i used to do it a lot so it's like what do i care if it got sooted like it's the only thing it's used for is for that campfire but yeah 
yeah. I, did, I did appreciate the fact that not only for the camping but for the cooking too like they were actually showing you how to replicate and accomplish things um i think some of the recipes are actually in the books oh like, wow oh the last page there's a recipe um, i could probably find them and send them to you yeah maybe maybe we should maybe i should do a special uh we should do like a special video where we actually try to make one of the dishes out of that could be interesting try to make some of the dishes out of these uh shows um yeah i appreciated that uh one of the nitpicks i want to bring up um once again these are nitpicks not a big deal i have to preface that because it's the fact that her scooter storage container sounded like a car door like oh they're they're uh, more of an audio problem yeah it was like i get it i i get it most people That's, are you would have to do your own audio work for that and like go grab a scooter and like take a mic because I can't imagine that's widely available. Well, but they just would they would have just had to soften it. It's just too harsh, too sharp of a sound for something like a, mm. a scooter storage system. It just seemed like a, eh, she's closing something on a vehicle. What's the like closest sound we can find? And then they just stuck it in there. And they Our just, door. yeah, they just didn't, they didn't do the mm. extra work to like soften it up and not make it as harsh in the, in the mix. Um, I could say that. Yeah. I was just like, was, most of the audio was fine. It's just that one, like, actually stuck out to me because of how harsh, like, it was. I was like, oh, that's straight up a car door sound. Um, yeah. I also was kind of bugged that when she made her soup-style pasta, Rin did, um, she just drank it right out of the pot. And, like, and as far as we could tell, it hadn't been sitting there, like, for very long. I was like... Just was burning like, hot pot. Yeah. I was like, that would scold the crap out of you. Yeah. It's like, they didn't make it a point that you know she waited ten minutes or something for it to cool down or whatnot. She, sure, you just see her, and it's not like eat it out with a spoon out of it. Like she straight up puts her lips to the edge of the pot and sips the broth. I was like, oh, that would burn like hell. That would be yeah. horrible. Yeah, melt your flesh. But no one replicate that unless you let it sit until you know for sure it is uh, more than cool enough. But yeah. Oh, that if you're not hurt. willing to touch it with your hands don't touch it with your lips yeah no um and it was steaming like crazy they did animate the steam so i was like oof. i don't think i've ever burned myself that bad on anything like no for me it's usually liquids that become the issue like trying to drink coffee way too quick um, yeah or microwaved vegetables yeah yeah microwaved veggie actually I'm like in a what, soup or something funny enough actually this is relevant to camping which is interesting one of the hottest things i've ever eaten like temperature wise which was not entirely on purpose um was back in boy scouts one of the things that is huge in boy scouts is uh cobbler so like dutch oven cobbler i've done contests in boy scouts for it uh for various recipes i've created multiple recipes like this is a big thing at boy scouts is like you do contests for cobblers um one of the cobblers that uh, a group had come up with, like one of our friends, um, was him and a few friends came up with peanut butter peach. Delicious, by the way. Like, you wouldn't quite think that the two flavors go together well. It goes together really well. Um, okay. You add I'll a take bit your of, word for it. Yeah, you add a bit of melted butter to the, the peanut butter to, like, thin it out to put it into, like, your dessert or whatever. But I can definitely see that being burning hot. The peach. Oh, my gosh. Fruits hold temperature like nothing else. 
And I like nearly burned the inside of my mouth when I was taking a bite of it. Cause you're sitting there and you're like, Oh, it's cool enough. And like, you might even eat a bite or two of the like actual cakey part of the cobbler or whatever. Right. But those freaking peaches, like you, you'd sit there for half an hour and that peach would still be freaking magma hot. Like they just <laughs> hold their heat like crazy. Um, Actually, that's another thing I was shocked about. It must be a Japanese thing. I didn't see a single Dutch oven. Like, that's a... I think in Western culture, it's a huge camping tool is a Dutch oven um, for cooking. And uh, we didn't see a single one. We did see a cast iron pan. Yes, uh, we saw one cast iron Two. Pan, two. Because the grandpa, and then she's like, Oh, oh yeah, the grandpa. And then she buys her Rin's cool grandpa. <laughs> that... He's so, he's so cool. Um... I I totally forgot about him until he popped up during the rewatch. And uh how nice how nice is he that he just sees this random girl like yeah, staring, staring at, at his yeah and goes, "You want some meat?" Yeah. It's like just has waves her over and is like, "Yeah, you can have some of my my food." Yeah. It's like, oh, "Man, such a cool guy." And then yeah, once you find out that he's the grandpa, um I'm still waiting. Yeah, that never come that barely comes up. It's like ep- several episodes before you realize that it's it's Rin's grandpa as yeah. her mother is talking to him on the phone. Yeah, and uh, totally, totally want to see um, the grandpa finally meet. What's her name again? Uh, Aiko or whatever? Yeah, Aki. Aki, yeah. I want to see the two, two of them meet again in it to like connect and for her to find out that oh that was the grandpa of Rin yeah uh, especially since she like idolizes Rin for some reason I don't know why those two idolize Rin I guess just because she's the most experienced the cool, yeah probably the cool solo camper yeah it's like they idolize her well not so much uh, Aoi but yeah she like idolizes her so much that would just be hilarious for her to be like wait that's your grandpa yeah that cool guy that was out camping, and then the, she'll have a, a, a an imagination thing pop up, and it's like cool grandma um, Rin making steak, like future Rin. Oh, that would be great. I could I could see them doing that too. Yeah, after she puts it together and like just literally takes the scene when she met the grandpa and just puts like old old woman yeah. Rin there. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then that like sad undertone of that joke where you're like wait solo camping is an old woman like where's the family <laughs> oh. i don't know i would still think written would go out solo camping as an old woman yeah to, what what kind of person would she i'm trying to think what kind of guy she would end up if she uh end up with a boyfriend she would end up with would it be a camper like i don't know if she'd want someone to like you know quote unquote invade her her camping yeah. time so I yeah. wonder if she would even end up with someone who is that into camping. Uh, Didn't seem likely. That'd be interesting. I doubt they would ever for this story, right? No, relationships. I can't imagine. But uh, I think that's too many characters. If if you introduce like uh, relationships with one or two characters, you kind of have to start thinking about relationships more, and then they have to be involved in other things like. The, the camping stuff and then you get yeah. more information on them like i don't think i think this is too much it is, it is getting to a point of too much uh and it's such a non-focus for the entire show that it wouldn't matter we did get that little peek into what uh 
uh, Nadishko's uh, thought on them being older. On the future. Like. What's even funnier is I couldn't. It was almost like they animated them being like taller. college students. Yeah. Like they were just taller. But so yeah, it's like they're look, taller. They don't look older, really. They're just taller. But yeah, that was amusing. And the funny part is, up until uh, she shows up, it does seem exactly like what it would look like for them in the future, where they're like, oh, let's do another camping trip after they've, you know, not been mm -hmm. together for a while and gone their separate ways and it does feel exactly like how it would be until they get to the until the just like, comes in with a hovering tent well even then the moment they're like yeah she now runs a successful like yeah, camping yeah. gear company and you're going her really i mean she loves camping right now and has the drive for it but like her the ceo of a company yeah no <laughs> and you're like okay maybe like maybe may, you know she quote unquote grows up matures maybe and yeah she comes in in a uh like rocket tent or whatever from like the intro and you're like okay yeah yeah so, something's definitely up um i don't think they're now like in their 60s when that technology exists and they don't look like it but okay um, yeah it was a nice little nice little you know give you that feeling of okay what what uh, what about them being older so mm -hmm. No, yeah, I absolutely adored the show. Like I said, eight out of ten. Um, it would be higher if uh, there was more to it, but uh, it's just a good feel good. Uh, so I, I can I give it a ten out of ten because it's just a nothing feel good and it's beautiful. Yeah, that's if we were doing ratings based off categories. Um, that's the thing. So like kind of like what we did with Promare, where I was like, okay, here's my trigger score. Like when you mm -hmm. fully understand what you're getting into, it's a ten out of ten. I would I would easily do that. And I feel like that's kind of what it's turned into is you you rate yours more on what they are and what they fall into. Yeah. And I'm like trying to keep everything on one scale. So it's like eight out of ten. Well, but... I I can I can play the goofy character of yeah. like, no, nah, everything's great, bro. Yeah. Um and you can be the serious guy. <laughs> trying to keep it more serious. It gets difficult. I've that's the thing is once we've done this for longer, it's gonna get to that point where um uh I'm gonna have to keep explaining myself because you're gonna have the viewers they're like, How could this show be you rate this show higher than this show? And it's like <sighs> <laughs> uh because you can't compare them and I kinda have to try, but you can't. It's like yes, trying to compare you know what i would rate a demon slayer compared to what i would rate a yuru camp is very difficult um, <laughs> right yeah it's like there's going to be shows you know some just great action scenes yuru camp 10 out of 10 yeah <laughs> oh oh um it's, it's going to get tricky and eventually i'm sure people are going to start to uh poking poking me about how can you rate this higher than that and it's like because i can't it's like that's why I'm the one picking the, the numbers. Screw you. Yeah, it's like some of them I'm sure I straight up just don't enjoy as much and they'll get rated lower. And some of them is that scale I'm going with. Like I said, the highest anything is going to get is an 8 out of 10 unless it, it if it starts tugging at my heartstrings because it's so well written and there's good uh, story to it, it might end up higher than 8. Um, I mean, this it's honestly it sounded like this did target tug at your heartstrings of causing you ptsd and making you <laughs> want to go camping oh <laughs> uh, uh, the, the big thing with this is there's no low 
I think that's that's why this can't get above a ten. This like pushes the feel good happiness and like just well, keeps they, you there the whole time. There was that epi- I mean, it was just the one episode, but uh, the time that Aki and Oi went out to go camping and it was too cold, so they were like, "Oh, they're gonna freeze," and then they immediately meet some friendly strangers. Oh yeah, okay. No, my brain, my brain was trying to. Part of it's my brain's still having a hard time identifying names between all. There's so many different characters, and my brain hasn't mm-hmm. fully internalized all of them. So I, yeah, to like, I, I wrote I wrote them down as they were introduced to like make sure. So every time I go over my notes, I see their names. Yeah, yeah. I normally have all of them listed on my notes. Yeah. Still I mean, why do we, why do you think I have Chuggy Sensei on my brain? I don't. Chuggy, I think it's yeah. Toba. Oh, would they call her? They called her Chug what? Chugzy. Oh, yeah, we didn't Chugzy, even touch Chugzy. that. Is that is that appropriate? Like that seems inappropriate. That she she for the Christmas camp was officially their their like uh whatever you call it their the club thing and the club teacher advisor. is drink the advi- the official advisor is drinking at the camp Not just at drink- the official school event basically. That's the only thing I can come up with is it's technically not an official club event. Um, But even then, even if it's not an official club event, she's an adult who is not their parents. Who starts drinking the minute they get there, in essence, and doesn't (laughs) stop. Like, she's wasted. She passes out within, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh and oh i i do admit it, it was, and the first time you meet her as like that uh hoodie wearing drunk lady she's like here you go kids take this yeah. rum here ha- take some rum too um but i also do find it interesting with the whole thing of uh them showing off food and all that uh i did find it funny how she was in essence giving pairings for the food during the christmas <laughs> right. thing it's like this would go great with wine this would go great you. with rum or whatever. And yeah, and they just kind of brush her off. Yeah, it's like, okay, thank you, show. Thank you for the food pairing recommendation. Uh, the drink pairing like recommendation. I love it. Um, one of these days, I guess I'll try one. Because it's like, I think the first one was sake. And then another one, it would go good with wine. It was because yeah. of the different versions of that dish that I can't think of the name of right now. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. It's great. Tsukiyaki, maybe? Uh, that sounds right. Yes. With that, though, I, th- I think we need to just uh, wrap it up. Thank you all so much for uh, listening. Uh, once again, uh, keep an eye out on social media for what we're going to do next. Uh, let us know. Email us, animedigression at gmail.com. Tweet at us at animedigression. Uh, what do you think of Yuru Camp, Laidback Camp? What do you want us to cover? What do you want uh, to see us watch? Uh, we've started the trend of doing a movie now, so uh, recommendations for movies, too, are more than welcome. With that, thank you all so much for listening, and I hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.